Today's read, Meditations Across the King's River, African-Inspired Wisdom for Life's Journey, written by James Weeks. Chapter 4, Calling Me by My Name. Ask yourself, given what has happened, what is my next best step? What lesson is Spirit trying to teach me? What blessing can I show gratitude for today? Angelia brings me breakfast every morning in Guadalupe. She's a friend of my client, Omitola, and I'm staying in one wing of her mom's house in the town of St. Anne's. I have two bedrooms to myself, a jacuzzi, a small kitchen, a view of a cow pasture, and I feel like a king. I'm not the only one feeling Angelia's love. She feeds the birds in her garden every morning, too. I watch from the balcony as they flock to a small birdhouse hanging from a tree. I'm not sure what she feeds them, but she serves me fresh fruit and a loaf of bread most days. Sometimes it's papaya or sugarcane or plums or sugar apples. She teaches me the names of the fruits in Guadalupean Creole, and I share what we call them on St. Croix. I could get used to this lifestyle. Angelia is spoiling me, and I love it. Breakfast is usually waiting for me on the porch when I wake up. But today, there's also a handwritten note. Won't be able to walk with you to the beach today. Going to visit my grandmother. See you later. Angelia was born on Guadalupe, but lived in France for many years. She prefers life on the island, she tells me. The hustle and bustle and racism in France were too much to handle, and in time, she found herself longing for home. Now, she's on a quest for self-knowledge, including learning more about her African roots. She asks questions about the Orisha deities and Yoruba medicine and tells me of her dreams of having a business one day. Angelia is 30 and has the petite, wiry frame of a dancer. Her smile is golden, her hair is natural, and she seems every bit as sweet as the fresh fruit she brings me every morning. But she has a defiant streak, too. I found that out one afternoon as a small group of us were driving to Les Douches de Sophia, or the Showers of Sophia as it's called in English. It's a sulfur spring in the hills of St. Rose that islanders and tourists love to bathe in because the water is said to have amazing healing properties and does wonders for your skin. During the drive to the mountains, Angelia asked me what my spiritual name is. When I told her, she made it clear she would no longer be calling me James. She would call me by my spiritual name, Awo Ruola. No offense, she said, but I won't be calling you James. I was briefly shocked, but I loved her boldness. No one has ever flatly refused to call me James before. Angelia's defiance swiftly spread to the other women in the car. I was outnumbered. Soon, nobody was calling me James during my stay on the island. By the time we arrived at the famous spring, night had already fallen. There were only five of us. Angelia... Omitola, Sabrina, myself, and Kwame, Angelia's tall, handsome, well-built boyfriend that looks 100% Ghanaian, 
even though he's 100% Guadalupean. We stripped to our bathing suits and walked down a short flight of steps leading to the spring. It was cold. I shivered as I stood under the shower of sulfurous spring water, sulfurous spring water trickling down through metal pipes and reached for my towel to dry off after a few minutes. I was grateful for the experience though and would love to go back again during the day when it's sunny and warm. Healing, healing comes in many ways and Angelia, like so many, is on a quest for healing. Bathing in Les Douches de Sofia is great for one's body, but what about healing for the soul? To my friends in Guadalupe, healing also means reclaiming African culture and spirituality without apology. It's time to take back all that we lost. understand how they feel and I'm glad Angelia is insisting on calling me Awo Ola but the truth is I've often felt a bit conflicted about my name. Awo Ola roughly translated means my profession as an Ifa diviner makes me wealthy and famous. I'm conflicted because I don't want people to think I'm after fame or wealth even though Ifa says both are in my destiny. And I don't feel like having to explain what Awoola means every time someone asks. Some clients in the U.S. love the fact that I still go by James. It feels more accessible to them. I get it, but deep inside I also know Awoola fits me perfectly and despite my inner conflict, I love the melody of the name and it resonates with me. My spiritual name was revealed to me in the fall of 2002 by a Nigerian Ifa priest in Oakland when he did a reading for me. Back then, my life was in shambles. My life was falling apart because of our son, Malcolm, who was a teenager at the time. He slipped into darkness. You don't raise a family thinking you might lose your family, but that's exactly where I found myself, not knowing from one day to the next whether I would wake up to find my son dead or alive. There we were, my wife and I working long hours in our jobs, trying to take care of our family while our son was a thug in deep East Oakland. One night, in desperation, I went to get a reading from an Ifa priest, hoping to get insight into my son. When I heard, changed me forever. I learned who I am and what my purpose is. I was a healer and didn't even know it. Ifa was my path and my son was a messenger. One Yoruba proverb says, a barber doesn't cut his own hair. It means we all need an outside perspective at times to discover more of who we are. Without Malcolm, I might have never found myself. Trouble awakened me to my purpose. Ironically, I helped save Malcolm's life and he helped save mine. He's a changed man now, and these days we both try to bring healing to others in our own way. Things in my life 
began to make sense after my path was revealed. I felt as though a fog had been lifted. Finally, I was waking up from a long, deep sleep, though I'll never know for sure. I believe I was called Awoola in a previous lifetime. According to African spiritual traditions, all of us chose our own destinies before we were even born. But how do we honor these choices when faced with confusion, distractions, and adversity? These days, as a spiritual coach, I strive to give clients hope, clarity, and insight into their lives. Each life path is unique and sacred, yet even on a spiritual level, not everything can be foreseen. Not everything can be planned. Not every pain can be avoided. Knowing too much of what lies ahead can rob us of the experience of living fully right now. Adversity is not always an enemy. Sometimes it's a coach pushing us to the peak of our potential. The challenge is to find wisdom in our troubles, beauty in our story, and courage in our soul.